0: Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez.
1: Welcome to an episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. I have been in business for myself since like 2009. I started off as a scrappy graphic design freelancer, hustling my graphic design skills at like $10 an hour while I was lifeguarding and teaching swim lessons, trying to just work post college. And along the way, through all of the years of me growing into my social media marketing business and trying to become and establishing myself as an expert in my industry, Everywhere I turned, people were like, you know what you need? You need a mentor. I'm like, wow, that sounds like a fantastic idea. Where's the mentor tree so I can pick one out? Well, it's not easy. So if you fast forward to about, I want to say 2016, I became Facebook friends with this really interesting guy in my industry named Vincenzo. And all of a sudden, I started seeing him post about his fiance who was writing this book. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. How nice to have a fiancé, future husband to be like, help promote your business. That's amazing because my husband's an engineer and socializing is not his forte at all. So I was really intrigued. So I started following and I was like, oh my God, who is this person? So I watched and I watched her book launch and I watched her podcast tour that she did for her book and... I found her. I found my mentor. It only took me like seven years, but I did it. And probably actually until I'm telling the story, she didn't even know it. And I learned in this moment not only that, you know, how to vlog, which is video blogging for your business, which we are talking about today, but I learned that you can have a mentor for your business that doesn't even know you exist. And so I, of course, absorbed a lot of other Uh, People became my mentor in other ways, but she definitely led the way for me in what I'm currently doing with my business, with my really aggressive push with podcasting and video marketing. So today we have one of my favorite people to follow online, Amy Landino. She's a globally recognized YouTuber, speaker, author, and entrepreneur. She coaches people at youtube.com slash amytv on how to go after what they want in life, while leveraging video storytelling to make it happen. She is the owner of two fantastic creative companies called Aftermark and Vlog Like a Boss Studios, where she presents and consults with a global clientele about leveraging online communications and content marketing to increase brand aware- awareness. In her best-selling book, Vlog Like a Bus, How to Kill It Online with Video Blogging, she shares her collection of strategies to help you create video that gets attention that you deserve and builds real relationships with your community. Amy has been a speaker for businesses and marketing events all over the world and has had her work featured on media channels like PR Daily, Content Marketing Institute, Huffington Post, Inc., Entrepreneur, and so much more. I got to meet her in person at Social Media Marketing World where I bravely and shakingly asked her to be on our show today so that she could teach all of you boring businesses what vlogging is and how it's going to work for your business. Amy, welcome to the show.
2: Desiree, that was like the best intro of all time. And I just, you're so sweet and you're right. I definitely have never heard that story before. I love, love that it started with a compliment of my husband, my now husband, because he is my biggest fan and best promoter of all time. And he doesn't get enough credit for that. So thank you for saying that. And thank you for supporting me along the way. I'm so happy to be your digital mentor because I have a few of my own. And so I love that that's something that you factored in. So thanks for having me on. And you shouldn't have been afraid to ask. You were so helpful at Social Media Marketing World. You were like literally just, we were doing a video shoot and you were doing everything you could to accommodate and make it easier for us. And I appreciate that so much.
1: I just wanted to hang out and learn and talk and chat and so it was super easy to do and it's so nice. One of the things I kept running into at Social Media Working World is I was talking with these people that I had been learning from online for a while and it was I kept having these like one-way conversations with them where I was trying to talk to them and they were just kind of getting the social part of social and I and we had talked about that and I was so happy that you and Vin and you know Brian fans and all that that we were hanging out together that it was just normal and
2: I think that was my favorite part. (laughs) Yeah you know I I think that it was really cool that you pointed that out to me too not because it's like I feel like better about myself I mean because it kind of sucks to hear if if other people are not necessarily remembering that it's a two way conversation and that you can, you can be interested in other people too. And that's possible. But for me, you know, I'm just inherently an introvert. So whenever I'm, you know, activated and I do, I sort of like get myself hyped up for these things, like going to conferences and talking to people and being on all day and, taking pictures and doing interviews and all kinds of stuff, that takes a lot of energy for me. So I always wanna make sure that I'm putting my best face forward in those cases because I I am the same person online as I am off, but sometimes I kinda just like need to chill too. So I'm always hoping that I come off that way in person and um, I I hope it sounds like, I mean I guess when you watch me on YouTube I don't talk back, but (laughs) the idea is that I would if I were really there. So that's why I try to be the best person I can in person. Yes. Well,
1: I I know that when I watch your videos because it's part of my morning routine is watching my, my YouTube people and you're in there and I'm always like, she's just talking to me. I'm on me. the other side of that camera. But I think Love. that's one of the things that we'll probably need to talk about today is like how to talk to a camera. So Amy, let's dive into vlogging. So what is a vlog? I'm sure my boring businesses are like. Are you? sure? Sh- is she saying vlog, like v blog or blog,
2: like something you write? Like what are you talking about, Desiree? What is a vlog? Yeah, good question. Because I it, also not just for those reasons. Because I've also gotten flog before with an f. We're <laughs> like, are you saying vlog? <laughs> no, I'm <Vlogging>. not. Definitely <laughs> not saying that. Um, but. Ultimately, to me, vlogging is video blogging. If you can present value in written form in a blog, you can do the same thing in video form with a vlog. So that's very simply put. When I say bring value, a piece of content that doesn't necessarily result in now please buy this product, that's what I would call a piece of valuable content that is not necessarily a commercial and could be qualified as a vlog. So um, there's that. But there's also sort of a misconception about vlogging these days because of the the way that it's become a mainstream term. And so there's certain, um, creators, not good, not bad. I mean, some good, some bad, but there's creators all over the place that have sort of helped bring this word into the limelight where blog used to be a word that businesses thought was like that weird thing that kids were doing in their basement. Now that's what vlog is a little bit blog. All the businesses want the blog. They're like, yeah, we're hip. We're cool. We don't have a news page. We have a blog. We've kind of gotten there with, vlogging, but it's also had its kind of rough road because we see, um, how amazing this, this tool is to taking somebody who doesn't seem like the brightest person in the world and making them one of the most famous people in the world. And that's just the ability that video has and how strong that it is. So I want everyone to remember that it is about presenting value. It doesn't mean here's how I woke up, here's how my, what my lunch was, here's me playing with my dog, here's the end of my day. A lot of people are thinking that that's what a vlog is, it's all day in the life. But I actually think if you simply present value in the form of video, that you can be vlogging. Oftentimes, mine are me sitting in my office in the same place all the time, just talking about some new idea or an old idea that we all just wanna talk through together, and it doesn't mean there's a whole lot of showiness to it. I don't go anywhere, I don't show anything, but sometimes I'll change it up. As long as that promise that I made on the content is there and I serve that up to anyone, whether they've been here before or not, that's what I think good vlogging is. Awesome. So
1: with vlogging, obviously, you know, the best place to start is with the camera you have. Um, you know, that's that smartphone in your pocket, guys. And we've talked a lot about the show about, you know, the best camera you have is the best camera to use is the one you have to get started. So with all of these businesses that are working, like, in their business, how do you think they can start vlogging? Like, what's the best thing they can do to get started besides, you know, hitting the record button? Like, what is it? Because yeah. I know that most people are going to be more, I need to plan, I need to kind of know more what I'm doing. What What do I do once that play button or that record button is going?
2: That's a really good question. And I think there's like a happy medium. You do want to plan. Like obviously there's something uh, to some structure that's going to help you with consistency, that's going to help you with sustainability. And there's a lot of room for that. But if you never press record and at least try some things, you probably won't even get to that planning phase or you'll over plan and never execute. So my thought It right off the bat, every single day of the week, if you just want to get started and present the most value possible is to simply answer the questions that somebody would ask you as it pertains to your industry. It's the easiest thing to do. And usually people have found that didn't even think about having a video presence and just wanted to make their lives a little bit easier by answering questions on video because they get the same questions all the time realized that this was a great marketing strategy as well. So what happens is I'll take a, for an example, a real estate agent. I don't know if that applies to you if you're watching or listening, but a real estate agent gets a lot of the same questions all the time. How do we price the house? Do we price it high? Do we price it low? Like, Can we negotiate with the realtor that's already selling this house? We want to buy it. How? There's a lot of these questions that people ask throughout the process, and a real estate agent's going to answer the same thing every single time because they have an expertise. They have an opinion. So take those questions you get, frequently asked questions, sit down, turn the camera on, and answer the question. Just say, hey, I hear this a lot. Here's what I think about it. And the next time you get an email from one of your prospects or somebody that's asking you the question, you can write them back and say, "Hey, I actually did a really thoughtful video on this. I think it's going to best answer your question. If you have anything to follow up, you know that with, and then write me back, and I'll help you from there." It not only scales that person's time and and gives the person a better experience for getting their question answered really thoughtfully and not fast and through an email and whatever, that piece of content can live in a place like YouTube, which is the number two search engine in the world. And because it was a piece of value that answered a question that a lot of people have, not just that potential customer, you can now help a whole lot more people. And so you have customer service and marketing all in one. To me, for a business, especially a boring business that's probably got a lot of the same things happening, they get a lot of the same questions from their target audience, and they're just trying to make themselves look like they know what they're doing and that they should get hired for the job or they should be the one that sells them the product. Answer the questions you get the most often because if nothing else, it's great customer service and, Ideally, it's amazing marketing because you can be the expert in that field no matter where those inquiries are coming from. I think that's the easiest way to get started. You can go a million other directions than that, but there's a reason why so many brands, personal brands, YouTube channels, big brands, it doesn't matter who it is, answer questions, do Q&As. Frequently asked questions are frequently Googled inquiries. And so we want to be able to get some of that traffic where we can. So that's what I would do. And my biggest tip with this is when you sit down, just answer the question. Don't go into this, you know, drawn out elevator pitch of who you are and what you do. Just get to the meat of the content. And the faster you deliver, the faster they're going to be addicted to your brand.
1: So once I have answered all of
2: these questions, how do I know what to do next? I mean, I I guess like it sort of depends on what you want to do, but the reality is you can't find out what's next until you find out what works. And if you can't do one thing really well, you're not going to do the next thing really well and you're not going to balance 50 million things really well. I think this is a chronic issue in the social media world. It used to be that you had to be on every single social network not really anymore. You can decide as a company, as a brand, like look, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, that's it, that's what we're gonna do. And they will, your target customers ideally will be on those networks and that's why you chose them. And you'll stick to that and you'll be really, really good at it. So my thought from all of this is when you answer questions, you find out a lot more about what people really wanted to know from you. Because once one question gets answered, there's another one, just like right now. I gave you an answer to a question, you asked me the follow-up to that. What's the follow-up? What do the comments say? What are people saying on on Twitter? Are they resharing it? Where is their mind going next? Because the most important thing you can do on any network right now, but especially YouTube, is once you see something working, let's say you answer five questions and one of them gets five times the views that everything else did. That one is higher and, and trending no matter what numbers we're actually talking about, it's trending in comparison to everything else for a reason. Was it the most interesting? Was it the most searched? Was it the most relevant? Once you see something that's working, you follow that up. So to give you an example, something that people were asking me all the time was, how do you do so much? You're here, you're there, you're speaking, you wrote a book, you have this YouTube channel, I have a podcast, like there's a million things going on. And so I decided to do a video called make time for everything you want to do. And I kind of addressed, you know, what does it mean to be able to manage your time to do whatever you want to do? Within a couple of weeks, that video had a hundred thousand views. So what does that tell me? Hmm. People want to know this. People want to know more about this. So I'm going to dig into those comments. I'm going to read those comments. I'm going to see what happened here. What resonated with everyone? What was the tip that I gave that people zeroed in on? And how can I add on to that? Well, one of the tips was about waking up earlier and everyone's hemming and hawing about whether they can wake up earlier if they're a morning person or not. So I thought I'm going to follow this up with how to wake up at 5am because that was a frequently searched term. I did my SEO research and instead of just saying how to wake up early, but the goal is that's what you're trying to figure out when you're watching the video and that video has 300,000 views. So because I leaned into the thing that was working and I said, okay, cool, people want this. I now need to follow it up with something that's going to continue to satisfy that need. That's what helps you to inherently grow, exponentially grow on any of these networks. And you're really making good on the promise that people are coming in for. If now everyone's saying, gosh, you know, Amy knows how to use her time really wisely. How can I learn something from that? How can I emulate that? I'm not just going to give you one piece of content and go, Now, good luck with everything. I see that you love it and I'm going to build on it. I
1: love how you said that you were you're building on it and you're letting your audience lead what content they want. I think yeah. that sometimes we even even myself get really caught up in the plan that we forget to like almost not have one and let people tell us what they want to know. Right, and I, and I think it's just one of those interesting things about social. So much less work for me, right? right. And, and it is like and that maybe that's just. That's actually a great, it's a great point.
2: It's so much less work if you just let people tell you what they want to know. So I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, here's I'm, what I'll say. I had an audience though, right? Desiree. So what's the next question going to be? What if you don't have an audience? What if nobody's commenting on your stuff? Right. That's totally natural. Totally natural. There is also the comment people like to make that, oh, I'm not doing anything new. The, the world is so oversaturated. There is no room for me here. Well guess what? Take the oversaturation and your lack of con- comments and make something beautiful out of it and go to a brand that has a target audience, whether it's a personal brand or a company, it doesn't matter if they have the target audience that you would go after and they've got plenty of views and they got plenty of comments, pretend like those comments are yours, read their comments, find the question marks, find what people were asking to follow up that video that that person made and then think, could I talk about this? Is this something I could help with? Is this something I could address? You don't have to have your own pop and comment section to find a pop and comment section. And you probably have an idea of where your audience is hanging out, who they're watching already or wherever they are already. If you can find what they're saying publicly that they're inquisitive about or where you can see a trending topic start to peak Take that information and use it for yourself. That is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Zero. And maybe you won't get that exact person to come over to see your brand, but you will have already done your homework to know that your potential audience would find this useful because they're clearly already asking another thought leader for it. Why not let it be you? Yeah,
1: that's, that's a good way to research and fish and see what more things are working. Like if it's working for someone else, It can totally work for you, especially because you guys are all, like, local businesses. What The question that someone has in Arizona doesn't mean that a person in Wisconsin doesn't have that same question. It's So if that company that's just like yours that's in Arizona answered it, well, you should answer it too. But in Wisconsin or wherever you're at for (laughs) whatever that may be. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break.
0: This podcast is brought to you by All In One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month. All In One started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they are stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them. With packages starting at just $125 a month, All In One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising and more. All in One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback, as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com.
1: And now back to the show. So we ask ourselves, we're answering questions and we're doing pretty well. At what, what do you think, People should do to dive into sort of the personal storytelling. So, because the point of video, besides you know being the expert through your knowledge, is relatability. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best part. And you know, with 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 my video channel and with your video channel and all these other successful ones, it's all about those little tidbits, those little that personality, that, that information that comes through, you know, anyone that watches probably five of your videos finds out that you have a dog named Lucy, you have a husband named Vincenzo, that you live in Ohio, and that, you know, how you got your start with video and, you know, that kind of stuff. So how can people dive
2: into the personal part of vlogging? So... This is a really good question. Cause I've like, I've gone deep. On, I started in that and then I pulled back and was very like business presenting. And then I started to factor in more of my personal life, super deep dive. And now I sort of talk about it, but it's less of the feature and I'm going more, more into like, just like, let's sound, sit down and chat videos, no matter what you want to do. And when you want to do it, I, you test everything. So to me, Anytime you can factor in your personal life from an experience perspective, that's value for the audience. As long as you can make it relevant, sort of like here's a day in the life probably not going to be that relevant for an audience that doesn't know who you are. If they've been watching you for a while and they're like really curious to see like, do you walk the walk? What do you have going on around you? What, what constraints do you have? You know, you're not a mom. How do you really understand what my life is like? Do you have any obstacles like that? People do start to realize that and ask those questions, but it's not until after you've made good on a few really awesome promises and you have some good content under your belt. So There's that. I I would say you can do it a couple of different ways. I like to ask the audience everything. I will go to my Instagram and run a poll or run a poll on Twitter. I will mention something casually in a video. Anytime you hear me mention something casually in a video, I'm just going to call myself out right now. It's a strategic, it's totally strategic because if I say like, Hey, do you have any interest in seeing this? Let me know they're gonna let me know. They're gonna leave me a comment, and if I see a trend of comments and not just one or two, I know that we have our next video on our hands, or we have a potential look into my personal life. The other thing I like to do is just be able to factor in the views of my personal life into a structured video. So let's say we're answering a question of what's your morning routine. Well, I'm going to answer that question, but I might clip in B-rolls that are more of you getting an actual glimpse of me in my everyday life to answer the question. So I'm showing to tell. I'm not just telling you I I drink a hot lemon water in the morning. I'm going to show you that lemon water while I'm making it as I'm talking about it. So you can start leveraging sort of the personal side of vlogging into the more structured side so that you can actually see how it even feels in the first place, see how it's being uh, received. And quite frankly, in this day and age with the ADD society that we have, those kinds of things are going to be a great idea because it's going to keep the eyes moving and keep people engaged in watching your content. You know, I don't know when this video is going to go live, but I've been dabbling a little bit more in vlogging for an entire video. And okay, I'm going to document this entire trip, but I'm going to wait until I think it's really something people want to see before I publish it. And so I kind of have a couple of vlogs that are like ready to go, but I'm not publishing them anytime soon because we have such a good rapport and we have such a good expectation going on at the moment. I kind of need to wait until we're at a point where somebody says like, no, let us follow you around while you're in this city doing this thing. What does that look like? How is it going? And I want to ask them if they want it first before I'm going to publish it. It's We're in this really weird place where this like personal vlogging thing can come off very narcissistic, but I never want it to be that way on my assets. Because to me, if if I'm not presenting you value in every single thing I do, if you can't take away something from every piece that I present to you, then it was, it was narcissistic. It was just like, here's me playing with my dog. And that's like, why you didn't come here for that. That's not the promise I gave you. So I think that's what you have to figure out when is the right time for you and how can you start to lay the groundwork for it? Me doing a makeup tutorial video was a ridiculous departure from everything I've ever done. But I did it because I asked if they wanted it. And that came from a video that's got 200,000 views right now. It's how to always look put together. And even though the makeup review didn't get to that many views... The engagement on it is absolutely insane. The amount of likes and comments that are on that video in comparison to the views and looking at the audience retention rates. When you weigh all of that, you realize that every single video has a different purpose. Some of them are going to reach way more people than will be your core community. And some of them are really just for your core community and personal vlogging, I think sometimes falls into that category of your core community. Just really wanting to see what a day in the life is for you. So as soon as you understand, you walk them through this whole thing, you kind of get them ready, you lay the groundwork, and that video is probably only going to accomplish certain things for you when it does come out, it's a great idea. Awesome.
1: Like that's very insightful. I love how strategic you are and you gave me some things to think about in my own sense. I do a personal vlog usually like once a month-ish and it's usually because I'm just trying to show the other side of my veil because I've got all this social media marketing and military stuff I talk about all the time. But then it's like I'm also this family person, so I'm always talking and showing off the fun things that we're doing because we at the time of this recording I live in Korea. So I'm showing off these fun things I'm doing with my family in Korea to just show the fun of it and the personality of it. And I am not as super guarded with my... My personal life, just because my personal life is really fun with my family and my kids. And so I always want other people to know that a big part of my why and my um, brand is my family. And so I think so, people have a lot of fun just – I think my kids are just really cute, and that's what everybody actually wants to see. So yeah. <laughs> so do you have any sort of final thoughts um, on what our, our boring businesses can do to dive into vlogging
2: yeah, I think I would just say don't overthink it, but measure everything. And don't just measure the vanity stuff. Your The number of views you get, how hard it is to get followers or subscribers. Don't read so far into that. But try to find out if what you're doing is really resonating. And also just remember that everywhere you post, you need to bring attention if you want to get attention. So I know a lot of people struggle with things like YouTube because Facebook seems to be serving up way more views than YouTube would. But the reality is you did a lot of relationship building on Facebook in order to get any traction there whatsoever. So remember that if you bring traffic or if you bring eyeballs to YouTube and you take them to youtube.com to watch your video if that's where you're going to be YouTube is going to look at that and say cool you know Desiree is starting sessions for us that's awesome so maybe we should send her a couple of new people to see if this is resonating with a larger audience if you remember that YouTube will remember you. A lot of us are trying to spread ourselves too thin. And this could apply to Facebook and Instagram too. If you want to make something and copy paste it across all networks, you're basically telling the whole world they don't have to be in one place. If they don't want to, they can just find it whenever they happen to stumble upon it on any social network they want. And that's not how you go. Presences everywhere. That makes you mediocre everywhere. So that's what my advice would be. Just measure everything, but don't hesitate to get started. You have the ability to do it right now if you have one of these amazing computers in your pocket like the rest of us. And if you start there, then go buy the fancy gear, gear step it up later, and, and just really get good at one thing and see how it works out.
1: Fantastic. And how can people follow you online?
2: Absolutely. You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash AmyTV, and you can find out more details about me in any other respect at amy, amylandino.com.
1: Awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to teach us about vlogging and what we can do to just, as your books say, crush it with video blogging online. I really appreciate you taking the time. And hey, guys, if you like this episode, make sure you go and leave us good vibes on iTunes. And like we always say in military life, it is never goodbye. It is see you soon. So until next time, I will see you soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of marketing to your boring business. This podcast is presented by all-in-one social media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.